Testing, testing. It'll maybe take a moment for those who were watching the live stream as I basically ended it and started a new one, uh, this time with the laptop mic. So um, as you tune in, hopefully people will uh, pick up on it this time. So a welcome to those who are online, except they're probably not at the moment, and a welcome to you in the building. The pattern, just to remind you, uh, we're on four weekly at Glenboig, and next week is the Glenboig uh, service, the 22nd of November, 11 a.m. We're back here in Garposh on our fortnightly pattern, the 29th, which happens to be Advent Sunday. We're getting close to the Christmas word. Are we allowed to say that yet? Um, so, and that's also 11 a.m. But uh, we have, of course, just had uh, Remembrance uh, and uh, the Poppy Appeal, your last chance to donate if you're donating real hard cash there, uh, and that'll be taken back to Andy, our uh, village poppy convener. Um, but you can still go online uh, and donate uh, online through the, um, the links if you wish. They've been shared on their um, notices and uh, on our our social media if you're on there and if you want help with any of that don't hesitate to give me a shout and, and I'll point you in the right direction. I also announced uh, in the Remembrance video last week Christmas is not cancelled despite what the news uh, were saying for a while. Uh, yes it will look different this year but we are developing our plans our ideas to mark the season uh, around the churches and it's a case of watch this space. Uh, we continue to collect uh, on behalf of Cobridge Food Bank, and you can uh, bring stuff in here when you come. You can drop it to uh, 102 Loch End Road. Uh, you can ask for it to be collected. Just let us know. I'm not aware of many birthdays around. I believe uh, Irene Stewart, a regular over at Glen Boyg, is, uh, has had a birthday. Happy birthday to you. And one that's um, perhaps not personally known to most of you, but uh, still one that I would ask you to, to mark is, is George Kerry, who's the Presbytery Clerk for Glasgow. He's been off uh, ill and receiving treatment for some time, and please do continue to pray for him uh, as he'll be off perhaps for some time to come. Uh, Presbytery are making an appointment of an interim clerk as well as the deputy clerk that we have and, and others who have stepped into the breach, um, for, and that appointment will be for up to 18 months. So. Do please uh, remember George and pray for him if you uh, can do that. I think those are all the things that I've got to announce. And I don't suppose I can really ask anyone to shout anything out anyway. So um, you can tell me afterwards if I've forgotten anything and I'll, uh, I'll try and uh, circulate it. The reading this morning comes from the first letter to the Thessalonians. I'm just checking. We've got comments saying we can hear now, so that's good. Uh, first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 5, beginning at the first verse. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labour pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. 
But those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us, so that whether we're awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. As I was thinking about this, I just remembered what would actually have been a really good lockdown occupation. Maybe you found different things to keep yourselves busy when we were completely uh, restricted. And perhaps I'll yet have a chance to return to this idea if restrictions increase again. It's something that I've said before from the pulpit that uh, I've always wanted to investigate the truth or otherwise of the saying that, that goes around many uh, Christians and Bible readers that do not worry. Allegedly, it appears 366 times in the Bible, enough for every day, even in a leap year. And I've always wanted to actually go through and say, well, is that actually true? And is it just do not worry or is it do not worry and fear not and do not be afraid and all of these variations and, and all of that. So uh, that would have been really perhaps something to, to keep us busy. But do not worry is, is a lot. There's a lot of places we know where that or something like it is said. Um, often it's Jesus' own words, isn't it? When he says, you know, Here's the reasons why you shouldn't worry. Look at the lilies, look at the sparrows, look at how God looks after them, how much more will he look after you? And so here, Paul with Silas and Timothy is addressing this concern, perhaps particularly in relation to what will happen during the coming of the Lord. That's something that uh, he's already addressed. Jesus' return, the second advent. It's something that actually we will start to Consider during Advent uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And the letter has already addressed that, as I say. It's partly to reassure the Thessalonians and those who have fallen asleep, we would say, passed away, that they would be the first to be resurrected. Don't worry about them. They're not going to be forgotten. In fact, they're going to be first. And then he looks at how it will happen. It's not about times, dates, he quotes what must have been a well-known, a well-worn phrase, it'll be like a thief in the night. And again, that's something that we know from the Gospels too. In other words, it'll be unexpected, not with people waiting about on this prediction or that prediction. And some of you will know over the years there have been people who have said, oh, it's going to be at such and such a date, it's going to be the, the end of the Mayan calendar, it's going to be this date in, uh, was it 1988? 88 Reasons Why the Rapture was going to be in 1988 was a well-selling book in the 80s. I imagine it wasn't a particularly well-selling book in the 90s, but there you go. It's not about times and dates. But equally, we might say, well, the end of the world is not heralded necessarily by someone being elected who doesn't share your political views. It's not even, dare I say, heralded by a generally unfortunate or lower achieving football team suddenly qualifying for a major tournament. And we're glad it's not the end of the world because we're looking forward to next year, am I right? Some of us are, some of us are looking blankly and don't follow the football, fair enough. 
It's not the end of the world. But we're also told to be wise too. Those who say, this is fine, this is all fine, everything's great, are the ones who will be particularly surprised, not to mention unprepared. The call here is to be alert, to be self-controlled, not necessarily a call to abstinence from alcohol, though that's often something that is beneficial to some. It's certainly to avoid letting our guard down. In that way, alcohol is used as an illustration. It can reduce inhibitions. This is, after all, the reasoning that our government are using, that folk may or may not agree with, but should still abide by, around the restrictions on licensed premises, on dues after funerals. That in these places and on these occasions, particularly if high emotion is also involved, we can sometimes let our guard down, behave out of character, go against what we'd normally do. Paul says, in regard to the eternal, don't be like that. Instead, echoing or anticipating, depending on which letter was written first, the armour of God language that's used in Ephesians. He talks about putting on faith and love as a breastplate, on the hope of salvation as a helmet. That's what being prepared is about, being aware of what the promises are of God and taking those on for ourselves. You don't have anything to worry about, Paul says. We're not to suffer wrath, we're to receive salvation. That's why Jesus died, for us. And though it's something that I say, we say, almost every time we're here, perhaps it's something that we don't always stop to really take in once again, that Jesus died for all, but Jesus died for me. Jesus died for Dave. Jesus died for many. Jesus died for Henry. Jesus died for Eleanor. You could put your own name in there. I'm not just picking those out as particularly holy people, though I'm sure you are. Put your own name in. Jesus died for, you could say that even quietly to yourself with your own name there. Jesus died for. You don't have anything to worry about. When you accept that, it's amazing the confidence that you can have, the salvation that you can receive. Therefore, encourage one another. Build each other up, just as you are doing. So may my words to you be, after Paul's, you're doing great. Many, I know, are looking out for and looking after your neighbours, helping those who are in need, donating to those causes who are doing that work. Keep on keeping on. Keep doing what you're doing. And in an uncertain time, when we don't know when we'll get out of restrictive life, we have far less idea of when it is that Jesus will or might return. Don't worry about it. Be children of the day. Be children of the light. Remain alert. Remain self-controlled. Even if you do let out a whoop of joy when your team does well. Amen. Let's turn now to our prayers for others. Let us pray.
Dear Lord God, we do have our many and various concerns that we bring to you. And yet before all that, we're thankful. Thankful for your love for us. Thankful for your son's sacrifice for us. Thankful that we don't have anything to be worried about. Help us in all our prayers to acknowledge you. And we pray for the church. Our church here continuing on, getting used to a new way of doing things. We pray for your people, the church, that whether in person or online, we might encourage one another, that we might, might build each other up, that we might be agents of your love, your gospel, spreading it and blessing and benefiting others around about us. We pray for our world, a world that so often does worry, is in turmoil, perhaps has challenging situations to deal with. And Lord, it's hard when we're at a distance to know what's exaggerated, what's true and what's not. But we pray for the USA in the aftermath of their election, of the apparent uh, result, and yet we know that officially it's not certified until I think next month. And the rallies and uh, strength of feeling that there are, we pray for safety for all. We pray for the legal processes to work through. And once a, a final result is established, we pray for all to accept that. We pray too for our own nation, which has its own political challenges and upheavals. We pray for all who are in government, that they take wise counsel, that they are able to make the best decisions for the good of the nation, particularly in the run-up to the, the end of the year and uh, the end of transition out of the EU. Oh God, we pray for other nations around the world. We think of Pakistan, where uh, we have a twinning arrangement with Glasgow Presbytery and the Diocese of Hyderabad. We pray too for uh, Kunri Christian Hospital, which uh, a couple of months ago experienced some uh, turmoil and, and violence uh, after the sad death of one of their patients. Oh God, we pray that the small donations that have been made from, from congregations across Glasgow Presbytery, including ourselves, might go somewhat to showing solidarity and helping to replace uh, broken equipment. But we know that uh, events like that can cause more damage than simply to physical equipment. Oh God, we pray for other countries and areas and situations known to us, places where conflict is ongoing, places where we've perhaps visited or know of someone in those situations. We pray on too for Jo Crotty, who, who spoke here last year. She had a, a spell, a long spell of uh, being at home in Australia 
during lockdown and has only recently managed to get back to her uh, workplace in, in Papua New Guinea and supporting the, the children of, of others who work for MAF. So we pray for her in that uh, resettling uh, into her situation. Lord God, we pray for all those who are in hospital. In the name Elizabeth Cleland, although I trust that she will be getting home soon. Uh, we think and continue to pray for Bill and Jean Geddes and Zach, their grandson. We pray for Charles and Mary and Mary and Robert uh, and ask for their uh, strength and healing, whether they're at home or in hospital. We think of others known to us who've had unexpected hospital admissions, those who are dealing with uh, being diagnosed with the virus and particularly where uh, they've had uh, a severe case uh, or whether they're uh, ongoing symptoms. We think too of those who have been or are in self-isolation and pray for them as they wait with patience or perhaps not so much patience. Lord, we think to always of those who've lost someone to the virus or to other causes, those who grieve. And grief is not simply a, well, it's happened and then it's gone. We know that it, it can last a long time, a lifetime perhaps, that it can come and go. So help us in all our feelings. Help us to know that you're alongside us. We pray that we may not worry, that we may trust in you, Lord, that we might put on that breastplate of faith and love, that helmet, the hope of salvation. That we pray all these things and those concerns that are close to our hearts and minds, not spoken out loud, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's conclude then with the hymn, Immortal, Invisible, of course, uh, again we can't sing, but I thought it was a particularly good one for us to actually reflect on the words. Uh, so often um, we sing uh, well-known words, but perhaps not singing and just seeing them, uh, perhaps uh, mouthing them quietly to yourselves might help us to really think about the amazing God that we worship each time we gather, immortal and visible.
leaves on the tree and wither and perish, but not changeth thee. blessing be yours and well may it befall you Christ's blessing be yours and well may you be treated the Spirit's blessing be yours and well may you spend your lives each day that you rise up each night that you lie down and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you all and all whom you love and all whom you're called to love today and always. Amen. May God's blessing. May God's blessing surround you each day as you trust him and walk in his way. May his presence within guard and keep you from sin. Go in peace.